welcome to the Animal Rescue Podcast, what you always wanted to know but didn't know who to ask. I'm your host, Keisha Ferrand. My guest this week is Caitlin Quinn from Hearts Speak, an organization that connects shelters and rescues with the marketing support they need. We discuss how the organization got started, how it has grown, and how you can help even if you are not an artist. You can learn more about Hearts Speak by going to www.heartsspeak.org or on Facebook and Instagram at Hearts Speak. All right. Hello, Caitlin. Thank you so much for joining me on the Animal Rescue Podcast. Thank you for having me. Yes. So you work with Heart Speak, mm-hmm. and that's an organization that helps shelters get awareness out of adoptable animals. Yes. And really of all their programs, our main focus is making everything about marketing and community community connection easier, especially for shelters and rescue workers who are, um, you know, wearing a lot of hats. Marketing can often fall to the bottom of the list. So we really just try to make sure that we're doing all we can to support the work that they're doing to get animals seen. Yeah. So when I looked at your website, there's a lot of different stuff that you guys help with. And I guess when I first found you, I thought it was kind of a one woman show. Um, I didn't realize that you work with so many artists to spread information. Yeah, we do. And I'm, my current position is the director of operations. So the organization was founded by a woman named Lisa Prince Fischler, who's the current executive director. Um, So she and I are the only paid staff. Um, I'm part-time, she's full-time. And we are um, really amazingly able to work with this huge network of artists that is how Lisa started HeartSpeak originally. So it started as a community of artists, all who were, and this was 2010 when she founded the organization. So I think it's hard for us to remember that like 2010 doesn't sound that long ago, but uh, cell phones were not as great. Um, And so the ability for professional photographers, you know, with digital cameras to be coming in and volunteering time at shelters was really, um, groundbreaking for a lot of groups to be able to get those kinds of new photos. So that's how Lisa started. She was a professional photographer and kind of saw this gap in um, in the ability of shelters to be able to put out, you know, photos that would really kind of make people think again about what they thought they knew about homeless animals. Um, and there were other photographers doing it at the time, but Lisa's really the one that said, like, we need to organize and like get together and figure out how we can cover the most ground. So that's that's how we kind of came to be, um, you know, part of managing this this large community of artists that now includes beyond photographers, like graphic designers and illustrators and, and lots of people working in different mediums. Yeah. So how do you get different artists to kind of sign on to this? Because they are all volunteering their time, right? Yes. Yeah. 100% pro bono work. Um, so... A lot of the time what we're seeing is like individual artists are doing this in their community, but don't necessarily have the support of um, 
an organization or just someone to say like, Hey, we know what this is like, or like, here are the resources for you to be able to talk to a shelter or here are the things that you need to understand about working with a shelter or rescue. Because sometimes, you know, artists are coming with their expectations that can be somewhat different sometimes than the shelter or rescues expectations. So really trying to provide everybody with the information they need to work together in the best way possible. Um, and so really how we've grown that community has been very grassroots, um, just word of mouth <laughs> and people kind of doing Google searches about like photography and animal shelters and and coming across HeartSpeak that way. Um, and we have kind of a, a cycle of people coming and going from that membership group because we have folks who, you know, maybe were with us in 2010 who are no longer doing their work or who have kind of cycled out of the the world of animal welfare. But over the years, we've had, you know, over um, 3,500 members. And at any given time, we have about five or 600 members who are active in that moment. So now what sorts of things do you guys do to promote shelter animal? I mean, how does your work differ from, you know, just a regular shelter posting pictures on Facebook? Yeah, that's a great question. So I think that we see ourselves really as um, wanting to be kind of the the partners to shelters and rescues and helping them be able to do that more effectively. So what we're doing most of the time is providing the resources or the training to um, ele- for them to elevate the way that they're posting their animals. So we will post... Um, you know, sometimes we get asked to post courtesy posts. We'll do that in some occasions. We're posting our artist members' work. We're trying to um, make sure that our personal, you know, organizational feed is filled with animals who are, are available for adoption on any given day. But we're also really focused on like the behind the scenes part of that. So we're different from shelters and rescues because we don't house animals. We can laser focus our efforts on how we can be a partner to, and I'm talking about shelters and rescues, but that also includes volunteers of those organizations or fosters or anyone who's really advocating for animals in that situation. Um, We want to give them the tools that, frankly, like I was coming from the animal sheltering world and those tools were missing for a lot of my colleagues and I, like there weren't a lot of, um, a lot of resources to say like, here are some design tools to help you promote animals in this situation or this situation, or, you know, here's how to write a good bio that may get an animal a little bit more attention so that we're really trying to fill that gap that we have experienced ourselves um, and make sure that we can be good um, partners to the shelters and rescues we work with. Yeah. How do shelters and rescues utilize your services? I think for the most part, um, Folks are using on a day-to-day basis our marketing resource center. So that has um, lots of downloadable tools, whether it's PDFs and guides on kind of how to in certain circumstances. So we started because of our history, um, we started with a lot of photography heavy resources. um, And there's some real gold in the archives there (laughs) about how to take photos of animals and um, how to do that really effectively, whether it's with a cell phone or a digital camera. Um, and then we kind of grew from there, so continuing to see, all right, we've covered this space. What's the next gap that we need to fill? Um, so there's a lot of bio writing resources because that tends to be a big ask that we get from the community. And then since then, we've really grown to include a ton of graphic design tools in that marketing resource center. So um, we utilize Canva quite a bit as the 
space for templates. So we're creating unique templates um, for specifically for animal sheltering and, and rescue work. And it, that has also evolved beyond just pet promotion to also include um, being able to promote some of the community services that shelters are doing these days. Um, so that's the biggest way I think that people are interacting with us on a day-to-day -day basis. We also have a training program that's called the Perfect Ex Exposure Project. And that is um, in has historically been in-person training. So we would come to the shelter, um, do like a two-day training on photography and marketing for not just that shelter, but the community of organizations there. Um, and that really hit a bump in the road with COVID, you know, of like all things. <laughs> right. Um, so in more recent years, that has been a little bit more virtual in nature, but we're, we have a really big, exciting plan to get back to that in the summer of 2023. So I'm, I'm excited to do a little bit more training um, in person and get back out there. Yeah. So you have these resources. Do you guys actually create materials for shelters and rescues? Yes. Yeah. Though all the materials that are in the marketing resource center, we're creating ourselves. And then we also occasionally get requests from shelters or rescues to essentially act as like their um, design agency almost, you know, like they're coming to yeah. us with a very specific need yeah. wherever possible. When we're getting that kind of request, we're trying to see not only how can we fill this need for this specific organization, but how can this become a template that then goes into the marketing resource library? Because if one person's asking for it, there's a very good chance that other people are going to need that as well. Um, we do that on a case by case basis, you know, as we're able to, we're a teeny tiny team of just me and Lisa. Yeah. Um, so that, and we are supported by some really amazing volunteers, thankfully, that help us get some of that stuff done. Um, but that has, that's an area that we're hoping to grow in the future. Um, everything always just comes down to, to time and funding, like it does for everybody, right? Right. <laughs> So that means that like the marketing materials that you guys have, people can, it's essentially a template and you just drop in the picture of the animal or the name exactly. of the animal. Okay. Exactly. Yeah, we try to provide all the, yeah, we try to provide all the bones, like all the good design bones are there. Um, and in the best cases, like you're just dropping in your logo or dropping in a photo that feels appropriate to you. So, um, but we always make sure that those templates are a hundred percent customizable. So like if the language feels a little bit off or you want to call it something different, like you always have those options, like you're in the driver's seat. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, how do you guys get your funding then? So primarily when we started, it was 100% grant-based funding. Um, and we have been very, very lucky to have the support of uh, Petco Love over the years, like as one of our main grantors. Yeah. Um, and as the organization has grown, we've also developed a fundraising program. You know, we had to learn all of those things along with, I think, probably smaller rescues and smaller shelters will understand that journey of like, we start in one place and we're we're learning all the time about how to manage that. Um, but yeah, it's it's all grant and donation-based funding that we, that we get at this point. We have a little bit of program-based income. Um, the artists that are part of our membership group pay an annual donation to be part of that community um, if they're able. We also do a ton of kind of grant making of that as well for folks who maybe can't make that donation this year, but we really don't ever want that to be a barrier to people being part of the community. Yeah. So shelters and rescues don't have to pay anything for your services? 
They do not. No, the marketing resource center is a hundred percent free occasionally. So our, our training program is typically grant based, like that's granted. And so we have a limited number of spots for the year of how many in-person trainings we can do. Um, if an organization wants to, you know, have a training for themselves, like they want us to design a, a custom-based training outside of those kind of, uh, scholarship spots, then we always will do that. But that typically is a service that they pay for. Okay. Very cool. How do you recruit artists? It's really been, again, like very word of mouth and social media based. Like uh, we have attended a couple of um, photography conferences over the years to really try to um, get the word out a little bit more about what we're doing. And that's always been very successful about um, getting new artists on board and new folks working with shelters. Um, but yeah, very, very grassroots trying to trying to practice what we preach about how to reach communities you know through our best marketing and communications efforts <laughs> do you ever have volunteers that aren't in the art world for the moment like that community really is kind of art heavy yeah. but I will say that I've seen a tremendous transformation over the years that I've been a part of HeartSpeak so I joined the staff in 2015. And I would say at the time we were starting to hit a point where the history of HeartSpeak up till then had been very professional artists based. So people who are making their entire living as photographers primarily. Um, and what we've seen over the years is that shift to way more hobbyist uh, artists who are, you know, working different kinds of day jobs and really just have this passion for for arts and for animals or who even came through the door uh, through sheltering or rescue work. Like they were fosters, they were volunteers, and they also saw this gap in what needed to happen at their facility and picked up a camera or picked up their cell phone. Um, so I, I would say that we're a much more diverse group in terms of like how people are coming to this world of where art meets uh, animal welfare. And, and that feels really good. Like we have a lot more cell phone photography um, folks. We have just people with a, a wide variety of backgrounds and, and perspectives. And I think that's made us stronger and, and more interesting. Do you have any training materials? So if someone is not necessarily an artist by trade or by hobby, but they want to get involved, like, do you guys have training to help people get to where they can support you guys? Yeah. Yeah. So some of that stuff lives in different places. So we definitely have like the basis of that information in the marketing resource center. Like we have some really um, solid both video tutorials and um, guides on getting started with a, a DSLR. So if someone has like a Canon or a Nikon that's they got for the holidays one year and it's been sitting and they're not really sure how to use it, like we have all those kinds of guides to say like, let's empower you to feel really good about using this camera. Um, and then and obviously that's free to access for anybody. And then we do have folks who end up joining the membership community and we have even more training materials there. Like we have a members only library, you know, just as a perk for the folks who are part of that community. Um, and we have some guides there about like more on the technical side of like, all right, you know a little bit about art. So how do we grow that knowledge and how do we apply that specifically to the world of animal welfare and really drawing that line between this is why this is so important. Let's get you working with more shelters and rescues. Yeah. Very cool. So yeah. if 
someone wanted to support you guys, but didn't necessarily have the skills, you know, to, I know you said you do grants. Um, do you have, do you do fundraisers, donations? How could else could people get involved? Absolutely. Yeah. We're always, because we are, you know, a hundred percent reliant on grants and donations. We're always happy to, to receive donations of, um, you know, we sometimes get a, donations of equipment that we're able to pass on to shelters, which is also really nice, um, to be a clearinghouse for that, but we're yeah. very happy for monetary donations. We do, we run an annual fundraiser that we're running right now through the end of the year. Um, and I know that the, that's true of everyone right now. So it's a, a crazy time of year, but we do a couple of fundraisers during the year. We do a pet portrait fundraiser, um, over the summer where you can, submit photos of your pet and some of our artists will make custom artwork of them um so we try to keep it fun on the fundraising side of things <laughs> but um yeah we're always happy to have those donations there's a donate button on our website um and we're also just really happy to put our heads together with with folks who are thinking creatively in any way about life-saving and, and getting more animals seen and keeping families together um so we're really just open to all those kinds of partnerships and, and conversations. Yeah. I would not have thought about donating equipment. So that's, that's another good way to get involved. If you don't yeah. have, you know, the financial means, but you've got this camera that's just sitting there in the closet. Donating exactly. Exactly. And we've put those to use over the years, like in those in-person trainings that we've done um, over COVID in the couple years afterwards, what we were doing is really trying to help, connect folks who came to us with equipment with their local shelter and say like these are the folks and we'll we'll get you the names and how to get there but like this is where that information or that uh, material should go awesome so is there anything that i haven't asked you about that you just feel like people need to know about park speak i think that um because we made our reputation as like the photography people uh and i i think that this is people are coming around on this idea but that often is sometimes the only way that people know us is like oh yeah they're the people that talk about photos all the time and we do like photography is so important and there's good data out there about how important it is to help these animals put their best foot forward um but i do really want people to know that we also have a really strong focus on all the other aspects of communication. So we're really big proponents of positive marketing and how can we use language effectively and the power of um, kind of the the relationship that we're bringing to the table as animal welfare advocates um, in reaching a larger community. Um, that's a really big part of what we're trying to do. And I, I'm happy for people to know that, that this is kind of a 360 degree view at how can we um, connect with the community better. Yeah. Awesome. So where can people go to learn more about HeartSpeak? So they can go to heartspeak.org and I'm going to spell it because there's two CPSs <laughs> that, <laughs> that sometimes trip people up. So it's hearts, H-E-A-R-T-S, speak, S-P-E-A-K.org. Awesome. And you guys are on all the social media yeah, we're on mainly Facebook um, and Instagram are big platforms. We're also on TikTok now. Oh, very <laughs> That's another new way of getting animals promoted, TikTok. Exactly. Yeah, it's a big, a big deal. And some shelters are doing like an amazing job with that. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, Caitlin, thank you so much for your time this morning. I appreciate it. Thank you. I'm so honored to be here.
Thanks for listening. If you liked what you heard, please rate, review, and subscribe. If you have ideas for future guests, please email me at theanimalrescuepodcast@gmail.com at gmail.com or follow me at theanimalrescuepod on Instagram.